It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk. Your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to the show. Today is Sunday, March 11th, and my name is Hamilton. No Steve tonight as he is out on the West Coast scouting, um, I don't know. Wine, maybe. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with it. I don't know. Not the giant. Yeah. Um, so it's just Curtis and I. So get ready for a show with loose stats and uh, abundant <laughs> reckless conjecture, <laughs> <laughs> and really no former shapes. And Stevie is pretty much the glue. But uh, but let's make fun of him. Curtis, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Um, long weekend. Lots of socializing this weekend, which being the parent of two young children does not happen very often and thankfully my body is saying don't do this very often much more <laughs> yourself uh good good i uh we got our kitchen back we've been out without a kitchen for three weeks so uh we just uh we we have been washing dishes in the bathtub upstairs <laughs> for three weeks and so uh we just like sat in the kitchen and just smiled. There's, it's still not completely finished, but we have running water, so it was a much cleaner. And it's funny how it just sort of spread itself out in my house because we moved everything out of the kitchen in the dining room, and the kids were eating in the living room, washing dishes in the bathroom, and um, our house is really a disaster. So very exciting. I, wa- very exciting. I, w- I watched The Money Pit today. That was very uh, cosmic, I guess, in the, in the yes. scheme of things. Great it's movie fun. for anyone who has not seen The Money Pit. Yes, yes. And so this is the, uh, now this is the point where you skip to if you're Dave O'Brien. Yes. Two, two minute, two minute mark. <laughs> so, um, tonight, uh, we're gonna talk about Michael Bourne and the potential of a long-term contract. Huddy's nine million dollar option for 2013 and the merits of a John Morosi's article about the Braves on Fox News. Uh, but first, let's get a, let's just talk about where we are in spring training. And let me, I forgot the, the, see, we're already falling apart, Curtis. Uh, if you don't already, please check us out on, on iTunes and on Twitter and on Facebook and do all that other stuff that Steve normally tells you to do. Is that enough? Did I hit it all? Yeah, I think that's fine. All right. And, and send Steve an email, tell him you miss him. Um, all right, but first, so Curtis, so what are we, 10 games in spring training, um, and I'm no expert, but it's not going so great. Yeah, worst team in baseball. The worst spring training team in baseball. So, um, Not even close. Yeah. Running away really with that running away with dubious the worst distinction. And last last time we spoke, obviously we had only had about three games or so, and uh, and or two, both of them atrocious. Um, but we, you know, there we were of the mind that well, it's early and we haven't seen all of our guys yet. It's blah blah. blah. But 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 ten games in, you sort of you got to start 
putting some significance to this. What what are you taking from what you've seen so far? Let's talk hating. Let's talk hating first, and then um, let's, let's get to Well, uh, what I'm taking is that the offense that we saw last year that was so disappointing, and that we could never figure out why they were not able to put any sustained runs together offensively. That they're back. They're back. Yeah, or they never yeah. went away. I mean that that this team i mean there's there's a couple of guys that are having good springs um but there's sure. a lot of guys that are having really bad springs and yeah i um, mean prado and ugla right and then some other guys who you probably have never heard of well that aren't um, going to be braves i mean turdoslovich right. and betancourt and guys like that are hitting pretty well G- gaddis is is playing Sutton. well yeah but guys yeah. that are are not going to be atlanta braves to start this season other than exactly. maybe uh, Perez, is that how you say Perez, the the outfielder? I guess there's potential that maybe he picks up a fourth outfielder job over um, your boy Constanza, who's <laughs> being playing awful. Um, but yeah, there's a guy one show, and all of a sudden, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, when the next guy to, and Bourne is is batting 278, but after that, you drop deeply into Mendoza territory with Diaz, with Hinsky, with Ross, with Hayward, with McCann, with Constanza, as we noted, Pastor Nicky, awful. Freeman. Hayward. Freeman, yeah, and I don't know, you know, if this is an issue that he's, that he's hurt, that his knee is not right, and that's affecting his, his swing, but Freeman is one for 14 this um, spring. Yeah, and Hayward has, you know, so I, I agree. I mean, I'm, Prado and Ugla uh, is good to, good to, you know, that's reassuring, but Hayward seven Ks and twenty one at bats, yeah. um, and and his whole it's just and, and there's an article we'll talk about later of like you know how's the shoulder? I wouldn't be on the field if it wasn't good. He's just he's right back to where he was. Nothing has changed in the off season. I don't know what these guys are working on. You know whether he's trying to keep his you know front foot down or keep his swing closed off or whatever. But he is the exact same player that he was last year. Uh, no homers, no power, um, and Pastor Nicky even worse. Most at bats of anybody on the team. He does have the one stolen base of the entire spring training for the Braves. Um, right. So once again, no power. They have three home runs as a team. Hinsky has two of those, um, yep. and they have one stolen base. So they can't steal bases. They can't move runners up, and they have no power to eliminate the need to move guys up. So those all bode poorly for your offensive outlook when you're really not good at either one of those things. And, and they've, they've not attempted a bunch of steals, but they obviously, as you noted, have only made one. They're one of six. So it's an issue where if you're not good at it, do you continue to try and do it? I think we had some good debate about that on the on the comments section from last show or show before, kind of the small ball approach when, when Freddie was talking about being more aggressive and things of that nature. Well, right. Apparently they don't know how to do that either. So. And it's yeah, and it's I mean maybe a little bit of slack. Um, I don't know, and I don't know why. I mean, part of me is hoping that there's a reason that the the attempts are down. A because nobody can get on base. That's an obvious one. And you know maybe you're worried about injury or you know still getting up to speed or whatever. And maybe as we get closer to opening day, we'll see a little bit more aggressiveness in the base path, especially from Bourne. Um, I mean, you would think even at, at three quarter speed. 
he's going to be looking to get his jump, get his timing down and reading pitches on catchers um, and none of that. And so um, it's nerve wracking. I, I, you know, I was last week was a little bit of like, okay, two games in, I'm not going to panic yet, but I was really hoping to see a completely different team. And um, I've seen nothing. And this is very distressing. Well, yeah, I mean, the going into the game, Prior to this today, they were 29th in batting average, 26th in OBP, 27th in OBPS. So those are the you know the numbers. And then to get the quotes from Freddie, I mean, it really. I I, I watched. I also watched Bull Durham this weekend. It was like flashback <laughs> movies. Bull Durham was on at like two o'clock in the morning on Friday night, and I just right. happened to be up, but. You know, the, when they cut the guy and he's, oh, I'm hitting the ball, I just need a couple of bloops. Listen to this quote from Freddie. We hit the ball r- hard at people sometimes. We're right there. We're just a couple of bloop singles away from putting up some big numbers. We're close. No, you're not. That's that's exactly – he's one of like one of those dolls where you pull the string and they yeah. say like seven different things. That is exactly what he said last year all the time. No accountability, nothing to worry about. And I, I mean, maybe I don't. I have no reason to believe that behind closed doors, maybe he's being a little bit more stern or a little bit more helpful, or you know, change your approach or something like that. Because that's not helpful at all. That's that's just it's infuriating. Well, and again, you know, people are going to say it's spring training. We're overreacting. Okay, so maybe that's the case. But this is a whole new batting. Regime that's come in here too. They made uh, all the players were excited about their interaction with Walker and that they brought in two batting coaches and how all hands on and how they were getting all this great feedback and so and so and so and so. Well, I mean, when is yeah. this all going to be? And I know that there is certainly it'll take some time when you're if people have really kind of fiddled with your swing and things of that. I mean, look at Tiger Woods. He's, you know, even an athlete at the top of his level like Tiger Woods, when he messes with his swing, it takes him some time to to regain his form. But And this sure. is 10 games in. But this is not really what we wanted. To, I mean, you know, it's like you call for Terry Pendleton to be brought back as the, as the batting coach for the team. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's move know. on to the pitching. Let's talk about let's talk about pitching before I start crying. Um, although maybe this is what's going to put me over the edge because because the pitching is is equally as horrific. And I'll start. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to be excited about with the pitching as well. So we've seen good stuff from Martinez and Guerin. Uh, Minor looked good. Uh, Gil, Flan, Gil Martin, Gil Martin, sure. Um, but. Everybody else seems to just be working some stuff out. I mean, obviously, it's going to be hard to recover from that outing that we had against the Tigers the second game in. But we've got some um, – a lot of our big guns have horrible ERAs, huge batting average against. Beachy, 18 ERA and one lost. Um, I mean, obviously, two innings pitch. He's not doing a lot. But uh, to Heron, five innings pitched, 375 folks batting against him. Um Delgado, Jurgens, O'Flaherty—they're all right there near the bottom and just not, not looking good. Um, and so, a lot of these guys, a lot of these, and you know, I mean, obviously, a lot of these these pitching roles are already claimed, um, the spots in the starting rotation in the bullpen, whatnot. But some of these guys sure. that you were hoping that were going to make up 
for George Sherrill and guys like that that they let go, like Anthony Vivaro, Asensio, um, guys like that. They're they're just not having good springs at all. So right. it's not. It's just another kind of discouraging sign. JJ Hoover's having a good spring. I don't know what his chances are of of making the team. Um, but yeah, I mean you're right. There's it's just another list of guys that are really underwhelming, underperforming this spring. Um, they are, and you know you look back at last year. Our two big um, innings guys were Hudson. Uh, who we're going to lose for a month, and Lowe, who is gone, and 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 not that I'm sad about that, but we got a lot of young guys we're going to be counting on for innings, and I mean some of them are doing well, but there's a lot of big question marks. And again, spring training, working on location, delivery, not so worried about the outcome, but um, you add this team together, and I'm certainly less worried about the pitching than I am about the hitting, and I think just in general. Um, it's hard to get a good read on pitching in spring training, but, um, but the pitching is supposed to be ahead of the hitting at this time. It is, it is. But I think, I think as a hitter in spring training, and this is let's this is the reckless conjecture piece, you know, that you're trying to put the ball in play and get on base. I don't, you know, maybe put, you know, maybe as a hitter, like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, hit the ball to the opposite field a little bit more. As a pitcher, you're, I think you're really not so worried about the outcome. I think maybe you're trying to get guys out and stuff, but also you're trying to hit your spots. You're trying to work on your mechanics. Um, and, and whether folks hit it or not, you're going to hit, you're going to throw pitches in a 3-2 count in spring training that you wouldn't throw in a 3-2 sure. count. Sure. And they're working, you know, like Medlin is working on a curveball. I mean, they're, they're certainly right. trying to, to figure, and I, I, I totally appreciate that. I mean, I, I, that should not be overlooked. But, right. with that being said, you know. There's got to be, there's a mental part right. of it too. And, and I know there's other teams that are playing much better than, the Braves are and are working on all the same things that the Braves are um, and are not coming off the disappointment that the Braves have left with their fans as they wallow through this spring training. I mean, I, you know, we talked about it on the last show. What if they come out of spring training and they've won like three games, four games? I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be concerned. I, I'm not going to lie about that. I would totally be concerned. I mean, they, they scored 10 runs against the, Houston, their only win. It was not until the Yankees game that they had scored more than ten runs combined in all the rest of their games. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think anybody's going to feel confident out of the gate if we come out three and and whatever. Um, and there's, you know, I mean, who knows? It's the spring training is it's sort of crazy. You'll get some split squads. You'll get, you know, I mean, you'll it, it could turn around pretty quickly. And we should probably not put too much merit in it, but I think that it sounds like we both agree that you know with this first ten games behind us that we have gotten an F minus minus yeah. in spring training. It's very and, discouraging. Very I mean, is there a chance that is there a chance that that uh, that Simons Simmons Simons I'm not even sure how you pronounce his name, but um, that he makes the team over Pasternicki? I doubt it. I mean, I just. Uh, I mean, there's some there's some rumblings about that that Pastor Nicky. I mean, Pastor Nicky's already got three errors, which is the most on the team. Um, that his, he can't hit to save his life. Can't hit to save his life. I mean, but Simmons has been out there making great plays. He's batting 300 in spring training. Um, you know, they, they. I understand that he's behind 
Pastor Nicky in the pecking order, but it's not like one has more major league experience than the other one does. It's true. So I, um, I you know, I, I to be honest, I would be surprised. I mean, I, I think it's um, unless you know, unless it continues it this way that that there's 30 or whatever games under his belt, and Pastor Nicky's still at like 110 or whatever he is right now, and Simmons is at 300. I mean, you got to consider it, but I think there would have to be a huge prolonged void between those guys for for Simmons to get the nod over Pastor Nicky. I don't know. That's just my gut. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they put the best guy out there, but certainly that hasn't been the case before, except in the case of Constanza. Right. Thank you very much. On that note, all right, so Michael Bourne, who we spoke about, um, is is up for contra- – is a free agent at the end of the season. Um, and is up f- and uh, the question is, do we sign him to a long-term contract? So let's play fair or foul here. Uh, Curtis, you're Frank Wren. It is uh, 2000. At the end of the 2012 season, do you sign Fairfield? You sign Michael Bourne to a long-term contract. You know, I, I, I've been a huge proponent of this for a while. I felt like that it would be the smart move that that he is. He fills a lot of needs that the Braves have. Uh, top of the order guy, really good defensive center fielder, center fielder. Um, I don't think I do. Hmm. I'm going to go foul. foul. Yeah, um, I, I I know that a lot's been talked about his his interview with uh, with the AJC that could not have been uh, less could not have been less inspiring. Um, <laughs> it, you know, what do you feel about playing the, for the Braves? It's fine. Uh, how do you feel about batting leadoff? It's fine. Uh, what do you think about the team this year? We could be fine. I mean, it, it, you know, what about uh, re-signing with the Braves? Uh, I'm not worried about that. I'm not going to talk about that. We'll see how that goes. You know, it was it, – it did not give me any sense. I was talking with a guy at work. I, I said, that's, that's, an, that's an interview with a guy who's not playing with the Braves after this year. Yeah. And I just don't think that – and, you know, frankly, he has not shown uh, enough on the field – to merit what he's going to want to get paid, and with the constraints that the Braves have in their payroll, I just I think you find another alternative. Yeah, so I, I agree. I'm going to say foul. I mean, he is the upside for signing him is that he's by far the best base dealer in the game. And if if you were um, foolish enough to take Freddie at his word of of how their the style of game that they're trying to evolve into, you would seem that he, it would seem that he's a critical piece. But I, I mean, the downside is that he a whatever contract he starts next year, he starts as a thirty year old, and he's represented by Boris, so it's going to be a huge price. And and although we need someone like him at the top of the lineup, he's going to demand a huge contract, and most likely would end up being one of the highest paid guys on the team, right? Which just, for what he brings to the table, like you said, does not seem worth it. So I I, I, I value Bourne, um, but I think the type of long-term contract that he's going to require, I I don't sign him to. Yeah, I mean, I can't, he can't be much more than a uh, 270 batter as a Brave. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I know that he wed the team in steals once he came over, but that's like saying, you know, you're the fastest cat in a three-legged 
cat race or something. I don't know what that. Whoa. Yeah. What, Whoa. what is that? And there's some sort of <laughs> analogy that goes with something with a three-legged cat. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, he is. He, there is. Na- there is now. Yes. Well, write that one down because yes. the smoothness that that came out of my mouth, I think that should be in our. <laughs> Common vernacular from this point. That forward. came out of your mouth like a three-legged cat <laughs> in a race with Michael Bourne. <laughs> I, think, I think that's. A, I mean, so I mean, because what is he going to get? He's probably going to demand a five-year, sixty-million-dollar contract. He's probably going to. I mean, wouldn't you think? Ugly money. Uh, yeah, maybe even Not a little more. more. Yeah, and I don't think he's worth that. Yeah, I mean, even though you could, you know, obviously, Ugly last year for long stretches wasn't worth it either. But, um, yeah. I don't think so. Two, All right, two seventy-eight is what he's batting as a brave. Yeah, which is sadly one of the highest averages on the team. Um, but but that's another story. All right, so end of this year, the, uh, our our good friend. Uh, and not really, that's not true at all. And But a good pitcher and a, and a cog in the, the Braves starting lineup, Tim, Tim Hudson, is uh, due a $9 million option for 2013. Fair or foul, you pick it up. And I'll start with this one because uh, since it's just you and I. Um, this is a hard one to answer right now, and I don't think it's fair, Steve, to put us on the spot to answer this question. Um, can, we, can we unload on Steve for a little bit? That's why he ducked the show. <laughs> Exactly. He's putting out dumb questions that we have to answer. <laughs> no, and I, I um, so you know, as it stands now, um, it will. It just depends on where we are next year. If we have the same number of pitchers that we have, and, and let's forget the first ten games of spring training, um, if we can, then I say no. I don't think you put. You, I don't think you pick up a nine million dollar option on Hudson. Um, what that means to me though is that we have been unable to turn any of our sort of. Uh, the surplus of pitching prospects into a bat, which we really need. What I'm hoping, though, is that if we're able to flip Minor or one of these guys into a bat that is able to contribute, then um, then I think we need to next year. Because I still think he's got um, – I mean, he pitched over 200 innings last year. Obviously, he's got back issues this year. We'll see how he comes back. But, I mean, I think it's up in the air for me still whether we uh, – and so I'm going to pass right now, but I think it's up in the air, but it just depends on uh, where things are at the end of this year. Yeah, you know, I think I go fair on this one. I just like the kind of the stability that he brings. He's always amazing about bouncing back from these injuries, and, and he was by far our best starting pitcher last year um, over the course of the entire season. He was sure. probably not as good as J.J. And, and Hansen in the first half, but his contributions in the second half obviously outweighed anybody else that we could put out there. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think I will say yes. And I know that's going to hold, as you mentioned, some guys back. Um, but I, I, I think that, that some of these guys are going to be gone. I, I think JJ is almost as certain to be gone. Um, so there'll be another opening that we don't have to open it up by, Getting rid of Hudson and nine million dollars for a guy that's as good as as Hudson is uh, is not really all that much money. So, but I, even even with if we if we're still holding back Beachy and Minor, you think nine million dollars Hudson in 2013? You you hold on to him? I do. No matter what. Yeah. All right. I mean, and I I, I wouldn't be uh, you know I don't I don't know that it's far fetched that even maybe Beachy gets moved. As well, um, obviously his stock value is not really going up with this spring, but he's proven that he is a very solid starting 
major league starting pitcher. So I think that they could move sure. a guy like him and potentially pick up a piece somewhere that they might need. And then, you know, it was just another vacancy. If they got rid of two of those guys, J.J. and Beachy, say, then I don't know how many of these guys are going to be ready to go, if it'll be Gil Martin or if obviously Tehran and Delgado in the mix. But, um, yeah, I, I am all for bringing Tim Hudson back. All right. All right, so the last one, a little bit of long ball here. Um, so uh, last week, March 8th, uh, Fox News and this author, John Paul Morosi, in particular, uh, wrote an article and basically posited that it wasn't necessarily that the Braves were so bad down the stretch last year. It was that they were lucky in the first half of the season. Or put that question out there. Was it really a matter that the team was good in the first half of the season, are overplayed, and that actually they were playing more up to their potential in the second half of the season. And and he and he has a lot of reasons to question the the, the reasons to be optimistic for 2012. The fact that Hudson is not going to be able to pitch 200 innings because of the injury, that Lowe is gone, that Hayward is a question mark. Um, so, Curtis, how do you feel about this? Do you feel that there's merit to to what Morosi posted? Do you think they, that the Braves did uh, outplay themselves? Was it really a matter of good luck in the first half that's overset uh, expectations, or or was it the fact that the Braves just really did tank and ruin their season? What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I, I read this, and I, and I and obviously, as everyone who listens to this knows, that I'm an incredibly jaded um, fan. <laughs> but um, and this would kind of falls right in my my lap. Um, but I, you know, I think this is a little too over the uh, rot, if you will. I mean, I, I just don't see that you go 54 and 38 in the first half last year, and that it's um, that it's an aberration, as he points. Especially, to. especially with Ugla hitting 185, right? And with Hayward not contributing, and the guys, and still yeah, every and, the, day. and the guys that struggled, you know, with with McCann. I, you know, the, him struggling with Prado. I mean, those two guys are, are to me, the, the epitome of the most professional guys on the team. So to suggest that that, that those guys are going to continue to perform that way, I, I, those two I just cannot believe that that is the case. Now, Hayward, I don't know if Hayward ever bounces back. I mean, he's we've already discussed how bad his spring has been. So... Um, can Jurgens and Hansen not be good this year? Sure. Um, yeah. Can these young pitchers, you know, all the stock we put in these young pitchers other than the bullpen that have proven themselves, can these young starters not be good? Sure. Um, but I, I just I don't think that to say that what the Braves are is they completely overachieved in the first half and that they're really just a 500 team. I, I, I don't I don't agree with that at all. You think that they were they they played they were who they were in the first half and then they were it was out of character yeah. more. I mean, if if the Braves are a 500 team, um, then I'm I'm I would be completely perplexed. I, I just don't know how you can look at the guys they have in this lineup. And I mean, again, I, I'm I'm not certain about what we can get out of them. I, I feel like it's a team that could win the World Series, and I feel like it's a team that could finished fourth in the NL East. Um, yeah. But I, I just, to think that they were a, f- a 500 team would would mean that every guy on this team 
is is middling, and I, I just I don't believe that that to be the case. I think that they have well, enough talent that they can be more than a 500 team. Yeah, no, and I mean I think when you have the second best ERA of starters in the in the National League, and then the number one ERA right at the bullpen. Um, so, you know, second best starters, best bullpen, and, and some could argue, you put all the stats together, that the Braves last year, especially in the first half, had a better starting rotation than in the National League. That they're, that that's, that's the real deal. That's legitimate. Um, you know, it scares me this season heading in. Injuries, Chipper's hurt, Freeman's hurt. Um, you know, we still don't, you know, Hansen... I just always think back that he's had those shoulder issues and that the, his delivery, he was always going to have those shoulder issues. J.J. has played more hurt than he hasn't um, and has been hurt more and has been has been a question long question mark longer than he has not been a question mark. Um, I, I agree. I agree that last year that they that they could have been that team that was, the, the, you know, the 54 and 38. But, the, but, but going into this season now at the heels of last season – I don't think they are that team anymore. I don't think they are that team that was there at the beginning of the season last year. Um, so, so I'm nervous. I, you know, I don't. Looking backwards, I don't think it's accurate. But he, he, this guy John Morosi, um, had lots of reasons not to feel confident about going into this season, and 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 I'm with him. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous about heading into last season. I don't know if we are. I don't know if we're that same team. Well, it's look, it's impossible unless you're pie in the sky or Steve that hosts <laughs> this show that you're not taken aback by the collapse, the you know the lack of any sort of moves in the off season that that they are just completely committed to this same team despite what happened at the end of last year and then the response that they have given us this in spring training. Um, you know, this is like 11 and 29 now in their last 40 games, and I know that yeah. these are spring training games, et cetera, et cetera. But, but um, yeah, it's, it would be impossible for me to go. And, all right, what's, what's your, what's your, right now, we'll just do this since Steve's not here, but what's your hope meter? <laughs> it's at least, it's a two and a half. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, I, you know, I, mine would be a four on the absolute top of the scale right now. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, but that's it, and that's such an overreach. It's probably a three, two and a half, right where you are. Well, I'm just, you know, Chipper not having a good spring. Really wanted and not Chipper even to really have doing anything. I mean, I, I think that he's got five at bats or something like that. Yeah, and 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 we all talked about that he's on the um, CC Sabathia diet, right? right? So. Um, Really, I mean, that's, and, and, and he is such a cog, and I think as goes Chipper, so goes the Brave. Yeah, three of bats, he has not gotten a hit yet. Um, I, you know, so, uh, it's a little nerve wracking. Yeah. I mean, he's walked three times, that's great, that's our boy Chipper. Uh, but walks are not what we need at this point in time. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, it'd be interesting. I, interesting to see where uh, where our listeners are, what the, where their hope meter is, and we'll get Steve to post his as well. I'm sure his is an eleven, um, but that's how he rolls. And, and you know, and, and also, I know we've talked about this a lot, but you have to take into consideration that the Nationals and the, the Marlins are going to be better. I mean, they, they, they just are, and it might not be that they're better. Um, that they're better, uh, a better team than the Braves are, but there's going to be a lot more juice 
for those teams. There's a lot more energy, a lot more excitement for those teams, and there's for the Braves. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't get this groundswell of, of – Fan energy coming out of Atlanta about the Braves. I've talked. No, and I don't. I don't know anybody that I've talked to that's like, man, I can't wait for the Braves to. You know, I mean, obviously they're Braves fans, but it's not like guarantee you if you're in Washington, if you're in Florida right now, in Miami, you are excited for the baseball season to get started. Or even if you're the Phillies. Oh, sure. I mean, other than Howard walking around, driving around on a scooter or whatever, right. um, or a rascal, whatever those things are called, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Miami, it's new juice there, like you said, and um, lots of a new team, new stadium, everything. Um, the Nationals have got Strasburg back. He's healthy. The chances for Bryce Harper, Gio Gonzalez, I mean, they got a lot of – it's a lot of excitement on both those teams. And the Braves, the most remarkable thing about the Braves and, you know, the way this article from John Morosi starts and the way a lot of articles, articles start is they did nothing. They collapsed and they decided, you know, we were a good team. We had what we needed, and they could be right. And and you know, at the end of 2012, they could pr- be right. But like you said, right now, there isn't a whole lot to get excited about. I mean, they, they this is the team. Last time we saw them, they uh, they bowed out of the of the postseason race, and then they started off as the worst team in baseball in spring training. Right. And it's all, you know, they, they're, they're selling the potential of what this team can do. And it, the potential is that they had a 54-38 and 38 first half last season. Did um, you know that they, were, they had the fourth best record I, in you baseball? Know, I, I swear I heard that somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's hope this week is better. I think that uh, maybe a couple good outings will start to turn this around. Well, away. yeah, and, and if they go 9-1 and one in their next 10... It's a different conversation. Some of these guys start cracking and get going in the right direction. Tehran and, and uh, Delgado re- rebounded from their first starts, their horrible first starts, to pitch much better in their second go-round. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, you just hope that they, by the time that the season starts, that they're – but, you, I mean, you look at this team, and it just it defies logic that they're not really, really good. I, you know, I, just... I, I read somewhere that one of these – it might, I don't think it was Fox, but one of these that does like a rating system. I mean, they rated the Braves infield as the best in the National League East, and there's some good wow. in, there's some good infields in the National League East. So, and I mean, you add that to Prado and Bourne and Hayward in the outfield and our starting pitching and our our bullpen. McCann. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, you want to. Well, McCann was included in the infield, obviously, but uh, okay, you right. want to believe that that combination of players will lead you. In the right direction, but and and so you know you now it's a bigger concern that it's something psychosomatic or something that's going on, or it's just spring, or it's just spring. But hope, and hope springs eternal, right? Whoa, now let's not get too poetic. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's the show, folks. Uh, thanks for listening again. Check us out on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, check out our Facebook page, which has been uh, getting a lot of comments lately. Um, and uh, and have a great week, and we will see you guys. We are back to regular shows, so we will be back next Sunday, hopefully with lots more positive things to talk about. So on behalf of Kurt, myself, thanks for listening, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem, it's a hard thing to admit. Had to get on the program, it ain't an easy road when you quit. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.